0: Us O Lord, revive us, O Lord, and cleanse us from our impurities, and make us holy, hear our cry, and revive us, O Lord. Love that song. It reminds me so much of what it means to be a Christian, what it means to have faith in the Lord. And I don't know about you folks, but I feel so revived every Sunday morning when we get to come together and we get to worship. I feel revived when we take the Lord's Supper together. I feel revived when we sing together. I feel revived to see so many of your faces every single week. And I know that there are some in our congregation right now who are hurting, who are upset, who are dealing with health issues who are dealing with the loss of loved ones, or um, loved ones who are sick or hurting. But I still hope that every time that we come together, we remember that we have a reason to rejoice, that we have a reason to smile, that we have a reason to say, Thank you, Lord Jesus, for giving us that hope and that, that reason to live. Rejoicing. Every day. I love y'all. Thank you for being here today. We're going to start our series today of what should I. We'll get to that in a second. Let me tell you that I've been in the ministry now for 22 years. Believe it or not. 12 years full time. And just almost about a month away from being five years here at Hartford Christian. But in the 22 years I've spent in the ministry, I can tell you that in that length of time, most preachers, I would say all preachers, have been asked just about every question imaginable. Anything that you could just about think of. I know I've probably been asked. Now, I'm not asking for a challenge. I don't need you to come up with something crazy and ask me. Um, but some of the stuff that I've been asked would probably shock you. However, I think I can narrow it down to a few categories because most of the questions that that I've been asked, uh, ministry related. Uh, faith-related, start with what should I? Now, there's so many different directions that we could go after what should I. You could say, what should I have for lunch today? And the answer is real simple with me, skyline chili. Um, it's the same every time. Um, what should I uh, do with my husband? He's a Pittsburgh Steelers Cardinals fan. I don't know, Katie. <laughs> I don't know. Um, None of us do. What's up, Brian? (laughs) What what should I uh, do later tonight? You know, some of these things I've been asked, I promise. But it comes back down to these three. Um, Add in believe, do, or expect. What should I believe? What should I do? What should I expect? Those are usually how the questions start. And we're going to look at those over the next few months, at least three months. I was originally supposed to kind of conclude at Easter, but we've had a little bit of delay with snow and some other things, so it's going to go on, maybe into May. What should I believe? What should I do? What should I expect? Now, think about this. The best preacher of all time, without a doubt, you all think about the same person I am? Jesus. Jesus was a preacher for sure. He was much more than that. He was the, the Messiah, our Savior, God on earth. But he also was a preacher. He was also asked these same questions. Remember the rich young man, the rich young ruler, uh, was in Matthew 19, 16. What he asked Jesus, we talked about a few weeks ago, what must I do? What must I do? And of course, Jesus said, obey the commands. Love God, love people, give your money. And of course the rich young ruler is going to go away sad because he he was rich, he didn't want to do that. But the question was, what must I do? I think it comes down to the same thing for all of us though. A choice. Being a Christian is a choice. It's your choice to be here today. It's my choice to be here today. It's your choice to live a Christian life. It's my choice to live a Christian life. We will all fall short. Like Joey said, we will all find ourselves not worthy. But yet, the choice that we have to follow Christ is where we will find our righteousness, our justification. So what are we going to choose to do with our lives? What are we going to choose to do with our faith? We need to choose to follow Christ. These choices, I think, come back down to what should I believe? What should I do? What should I expect? These questions are the ones again that we as we address these in the next few months. Now, these are it's not going to be a series that is a, a deep theological debate. That that is not what I'm striving for on a Sunday morning here at Hartford Christian Church, uh, but what we are going to be looking at with these questions instead is our practical, common sense application. And Eddie, of course, not here, not here today. They're in. Uh, uh, Lexi's in visiting. Uh, They're grandbabies, and uh, I, I quoted him a few weeks ago as well. Uh, something he said some years back, uh, based on a decision that was made. And common sense prevails. Now, I don't know about you all, but I think that one thing that we sometimes in our society lack nowadays is a little bit of common sense. Does anybody agree with me? A few of you? It seems like in today's world, um, so many things, especially with media, social media, the news, some of the things that we just complete lack of common sense. And with our faith, I think that we've got to be real careful not to lose touch with common sense. And it kind of goes back to what we've talked about already this year. What really matters? What really matters for our faith, for our choices to follow Jesus and fish for men? What really matters with our faith? So many things that we let confuse us. So many things that that we let distract us. But instead, we need to keep looking at that practical, common sense philosophy What really matters? And that's the the questions that we're going to answer, the style that we're going to answer them in in the next few months. So number one, believe. What should I believe? And this will be the first four or five sermons. Mark 1.15. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Now that really sums it up, doesn't it? What should I believe? You should believe the good news about Jesus Christ. Amen. Without a doubt, we must believe this good news. That's why we're here today. Hopefully, because you believe the good news. We are so blessed to live on this side of the cross. After Jesus has already come and given his life and given us a reason to say, we have good news. The Savior has come. He died for you and me. Our sins are forgiven through Him. But we must believe this good news and we must act upon it. That is not only good news, folks. That is great news. And I hope that you realize that. But that right there. Believing the good news. Many people believe. A whole bunch of people believe in Jesus. A whole bunch of people believe in the good news about Jesus. But still, even for those of us that believe, still, there are so many questions. There's a bunch of questions out there that, that we need to ask ourselves, that we need to be asking each other, that we need to be learning the answers to. See, because believing that Jesus is real, that He really died for your sins, that's just the first step. That's just the beginning. That's just the tip of the iceberg. There's action required. Repent, be baptized, live a Christian life, follow Jesus, fish for men. Many people believe. Now we need to act upon that. So maybe it's just more than just believing that it's real. So maybe it's a little bit deeper. We should say, what is the key to this? The key is knowing what to believe. What do you believe that faith in Jesus Christ means for you? We've got to know what to believe. And I hope that we can look at these answers to these questions in a common sense format. We'll look at what should I believe about God, about the Bible, about Jesus, about the church, about salvation. What should I believe, Brother Mikey? I've heard it so many times. And so many of you have heard those same things. They might not have called you Brother Mikey. What should you believe about Jesus? What about what should we do? We're also going to look at that in the next few months. The second part of the series. Acts 2.37. Think about this. Right before one of our favorite verses, Acts 2.38. What did Peter reply? Repent and be baptized, right? But what did 2.37 say? When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? What are we going to do? They were prepared to answer these questions, though. They believed. They knew what they needed to believe. At that point, they knew they needed to believe that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. He had come, and they had literally, just weeks before, put him to death, and then he had risen again. But now, what are we going to do? And they ask. And Peter and his apostles. Certainly had heard this before. But on this side of the cross, this is perhaps the first time they've heard it in a public format. Perhaps the first time they've heard it in a public format where they're preaching the gospel, the good news, the great news about Jesus. The first time they're hearing this question, what shall we do? But again, Jesus had already prepared them for this. He'd already prepared the apostles for this question. Remember back in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Jesus knew this question would be asked. And one of the last things he says to these guys before he ascends to heaven is when they ask this, here's what you're going to say to them. Make them disciples. Jesus said, make disciples, baptize them teach him. So what is a disciple? Well, a disciple is a student of. So the word disciple means. And when we say disciples in a faith, a Christian format, we are certainly talking about students of Christ or followers of Christ. But you can be a disciple of just about anything if you think about it. For our context, when we say disciples, we're talking about a Christian talking about someone following jesus so now let me ask you are you a disciple are you a student of jesus it's easy for us to say yeah i am i'm a student of jesus but i want you to really reflect i want you to really think about this question are you truly willing and able to learn about the lord do you think you know it all already are you truly able to say I'm a student of this man named Jesus who is my Savior and I'm ready to follow him and I'm ready to fish for him? Because that's a lifestyle. And that's a deep concept if you think about it. That's far more than just being here on Sunday morning, although that's part of it. That's, that, that is far more than anything that you might think about when it comes to Hartford Christian Church. Because with or without this church building or this church family, we still must be a student of Jesus. But I'm so blessed that we do have this church family. Because you know what this church family can do? It can help us. It can revive us. It can be a place where we can be students of Jesus together. And it can be a place where we together can be more successful as students of Jesus. So are you a student of Jesus? If so, you should be asking these questions. What should I do? Anyone who is serious about their faith should ask these questions. What should I do? Worship, study my Bible, have commitment, and pray. All things that we are going to look at. In a common sense format, worship, study my Bible, be committed, and pray. Are you a student of Jesus? If so, let's learn about these things. And finally, and this is by far the question that is uh, people want answered the most. When people, uh, when we give our lives to Christ and we say, I'm going to be a student of Jesus, then What do we want to know? We want to know what should I expect? What should I expect in this journey as I follow Christ? What should I look for? Now, the world's view is distorted on what it means to be a Christian. They confuse who Jesus is. It's almost kind of like they confuse Christ with Santa Claus. Because with Jesus, we know that we are going to get a gift that is uh, greater than anything you can imagine, uh, a bright shining light in our lives. But it's not like we wake up and it's just there for us on a on a Christmas morning. Us believing in Jesus, that effort that we must make with that, but it's going to give us far greater a gift than anything you can imagine. Opening up on your birthday or on Christmas or on your anniversary or whenever else someone might give you a gift. Um, this Wednesday would be a good spot for me. I like brownies. <clears throat> I mean, you might as well try, you know. 2 <laughs> Peter chapter 1, verse 19 says, We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable, and you will do well to pay attention to it. As to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. What, do we can, what can we expect with Jesus Christ? We can, As a Christian, as a student of Christ, what can we expect? We can expect that we're going to have a light shining in a dark place. Christ is going to bring a light into our lives like we've never known before. And if he's not right now, then you're missing it. Then you're not doing it right. If you don't have a light in your life right now because you're a Christian, then I have to ask you straight up, what are you missing Do you not understand what really matters? This light shining in that dark place should should be coming in and through us for the world to see. It should be coming through our fruit, our kindness, our love, our patience, our joy. Is it? For each of you, I'm asking right now, is it? When people think about you, do they think about someone who shines a light? When your friends and your neighbors and your families and your loved ones, when they think about you, do they think about someone who is kind? When the people of this world think about the folks at Hartford Christian Church, do they think about someone who loves? Because this is what a light shining in a dark place should do for our lives. So I have to ask you, is that happening for you right now? I hope so. And if not, let's right the ship. Let's get back on that path of righteousness. Let's remember that our reason to rejoice is the fact that Christ does bring a light into our lives. Philippians 4.19 My God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Think about that. What did it say? And my God will meet some of your needs. My God will meet most of your needs. no. My God will meet all of your needs. I say amen to that. Thank you, Jesus. But what's he going to meet my needs in? He's going to meet all your needs. Understanding, purpose, difficulties, blessings. He's going to meet all your needs. What are your needs? Maybe that's the question that we should be asking ourselves. What are your needs we'll look at that over the next few months we want to know what to expect when it comes to our understanding our purpose as a church as individual Christians the difficulties that we will face together and individually and the blessings that will flourish without a doubt because we have that light shining in a dark place so again I say I think 2018 is going to be a great year for us I, I see that light shining on the horizon. I know that we have a great responsibility here in our community. And I hope that you're ready to face it. I hope that we can all come together and realize what our needs are in this community that we can meet. And the number one thing is going to be, do they know Jesus? Do they know about that light? Do they know what they should believe? And do they know what to do next? Yeah, that's a big responsibility. And if that isn't our primary focus, then we don't understand what really matters. And if we don't understand what really matters, it's time for us to get on the right path. 2018, to me, is about growing. I would love to see these pews filled up. I would love to see this place completely packed every Sunday. And I think that it can be. If we all work together, I absolutely think it can be. But whenever I say 2018 is about growing, I'm not talking about just numbers. If we do these things, we will see more people come. I promise you that. I promise you that. But first, we've got to look at ourselves. We've got to say that I must grow in Jesus. Can you say that with me right now? I must grow in Jesus. 2018 is about growing in knowledge What do I believe? What should I believe? Let's gain that knowledge. It's about growing in wisdom. What should I do? Well, we've got to take that knowledge and we've got to apply it in our lives. Wisdom. And what should I expect? It's not about all the cool things I'm going to get. What should I expect? service. I think 2018 is about growing in service as well. So this year, let's let Christ shine in and through us. Not just stopping with this year, but next year as well. Not just looking at the big picture, but let's look at today. Let Christ shine in and through you and do it today. Would you all please bow with me? Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you so very, very much for giving us this opportunity to come together to worship you. We ask, Lord, that you will help us to grow in Jesus together as a church family. Help us to learn more of what we should believe, to apply more of what we should do, and to be expecting to serve you, Lord, in all that we say and do. Thank you for giving us the reason to smile, the reason to rejoice. Lord, thank you for all those that are here today. I ask that you be with them. For those that are struggling... In their faith, I ask that you strengthen them. For, for those that are, are worried uh, about finances or about health, I ask, Lord, that you will uh, strengthen that you keep them strong, that you hold them up with your righteous right hand. Lord, for those that are, are doing real good, that are just thinking things are really great right now, I ask, Lord, that you will help them to always remember the reason that they have for not anything that we've done, but because you, what you've done, our reason to rejoice. Lord, thank you so very much for this day that we have to come together right now to worship you. Help us to, as we go our separate ways right now, help us to serve you in all that we say and do, knowing that people should see that light through us. Lord, we ask all these things in the most awesome name of Jesus Christ. Amen.